0: Welcome to the Deep Dive. We are back for a bit of a hybrid episode uh,
1: with the current situation and so much going on. we felt like we should do something. How are you, Meal, Matt, Mick? I'm good, Trent, yes, uh, a bit of a hybrid. Um, luckily, we're quite versed at uh, these circumstances <laughs> after last season. Oh. Um, yeah, but um, interesting. So we'll get into that in a bit more detail. But uh, yeah, fun times here in Victoria again. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't end. So for our listeners that aren't aware,
0: we are in Victoria and potentially on the edge of a lockdown and who knows what's going on. Um, we, You were really flat-chat through the weekend and I was away, so we just didn't get to see a hell of a lot of the of the games. I've seen subsequently a, a, a bit. Um, so we'll run through the round and then do a bit of a preview into round 11, um, which, you know, <laughs> there's, there's already one game that's been so there, there might be multiples and there's talk of the the Richmond uh, Crows game being moved to Sydney so uh, we will take that with a complete grain of salt in terms of the preview as to what that actually looks like certainly a few specific games but um, yeah, big thanks to our sponsor at Hopstone Hopstone is a craft beer delivery service uh, really switched on way to drink craft beer particularly in the current climate in Victoria if you're not wanting to leave the house so much and uh, get the old, uh, the old uh, COVID um, great way to drink delicious, fresh craft beer delivered, uh, contactless to your door. No check-in required. They send it to you. Uh, delicious, fresh craft beer from across the country. Um, so we had on, on the Friday night, there's still no Thursday games. It's, still weeks away. Um, we had, uh, that's the other problem too. We, all the games on top of each other as we keep commenting. But, um, we had the Lions, Richmond, um, I did see this game in fall. Did did you see a chunk of this?
1: No, no. Um had uh AGM and awards night, so okay. didn't didn't see as I, I sorry. I think I saw the literally the last second of the game. That was it. It was a it
0: was an interesting game. Um so Richmond started really well, 5-1 3-5. Um I thought the Lions started really nervously. Uh they were very inaccurate in front of goal. It looked like it was going to be that kind of game as well they kick 3-5 as well um, you know that midfield versus Richmond's midfield you did expect that the Lions would win the clearances and it was I think they might have slightly won it in the first quarter but then um, as the game went on you know they there's just too much depth even without Neil um, at the moment with Richmond's outs I know you know it was interesting Fagan kind of posed this notion of that you know they've got you know Lions have got a lot of outs as well I'm not quite sure they're the same quality like I know Neil obviously but uh, you know, they're missing Barry and this kind of stuff, but I'm not sure that's as bad as missing, like, you know, Prestia and Edwards and Bolton. I, I think, you know, Cochin as well. I think, I, think, is- I think that's that's definitely worse. Um, but, yeah, look, interesting game. Um, it's come out now. Tom Lynch is, is going to be out for six weeks with um, a knee issue, so he's going to have to have surgery. So Lynch was, um, yeah, a bit, bit scrappy on the night, so that kind of explains, I guess, where he's at and why he's been a little bit in the wilderness, but pretty even at half time, 7-9 to 7-2, but it felt like it should be a lot further beyond that. Um, the Lions it did feel like they were in pretty heavy control. If they'd been a bit more accurate on the scoreboard, it would have been a lot worse, um, and then they just kept chipping away. At it. And Richmond kind of did chip away a little bit at the end, but it never felt like they were winning this game. Um, to beat the Lions away up there, you really need to be at, at full strength Um and they obviously are a long way away from that at the moment. Um, I thought McIntosh was was really good again. A lot of the guys that have been stepping up with a lot of these outs um, and playing roles that are missing. Arts was really good as well. Uh, but yeah, look, they just don't have the they just don't have the the power at the moment to to absorb the the pressure that, that the Lions bring the the, the pace. Um, yeah, I mean their, their depth. Both teams, like you know. Again, Fagan's point was that both, you know, he said it was a depth game. Both teams' depth was tested, and I think Richmond's just, you know, they've not had any high picks for a long time. Obviously, been successful for far longer, and I'm not quite sure that was, you know, a similar comparison. But um, look, the Lions as well—they're just so offensively diverse, and to defend them and succeed at that. You not only need you know Grimes and all, all the usuals to, to play really well, you're going to need assistance from um, the midfield as well to, to really um, quash that, because it is so diverse, they can really damage you in so many different ways. You know, Danaher's playing pretty poorly and it doesn't even matter, they've just got so many options. Um, but Lions just have a much better midfield and they smash them in the clearance at the end. I mean Richmond never really win the clearance so much anyway, similar to Hawthorne in their heyday, but with a more recent heyday. But, you know, uh, there was some subplots of the game that were interesting, like Rewalt versus Marcus Adams was a really interesting thing. Like, in the first quarter, Rewalt kicked three. It felt like he was going to give Adams a bath. Like, it was like, wow, Rewalt's going to kick, like, a massive bag today. And then, to Adams' credit, watching that first quarter, I was like, wow, Rewalt is going to have a massive day out. Like, this is how it's going to go. They're going to have to... um, switch um Andrews onto Rewalt quickly. And to their credit, they stuck with Adams and it worked. In the end, I know Rewalt probably didn't play as well, but Adams really um, took control and, and and didn't really go into himself and pushing through. Um yeah, McClug is again all the usuals that have been really good over the last you know, they are they're on a run now, the Lions they're you know, it's funny going back to that. Uh, Bendigo games? Well, the Bendigo, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, that Bendigo game particularly where the Dogs beat the Lions and the Lions are pretty average uh, in that game. That was, it feels like a lifetime ago now. Um, you know, Zorko, Lions, McCluggage were, were outstanding. They're only going to get better. Um, yeah, impressive.
1: And that, and that's the thing, Like, I have, even though I haven't seen good game, um, having seen the results of, of Brisbane and they're just building, and as you mentioned, I mean, it's hard enough to beat a, a good Brisbane team uh, up at the Gabba under under lights or during the day as it is but when they've started to build some momentum so this is six on the trot now um, really really good momentum and we know we know that they've got a deep list and I agree with you I, I don't think the outs except for Neil sort of surmount to the types of outs that uh, Richmond are currently facing West Coast are currently facing uh, and the like so uh, yeah, they they they're coming along nicely, and obviously they keep winning up there. Then a good chance for a top four finish, and um, there's not too many sides that will be able to compete at that level against them on their home deck.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but just just that pace, they just don't have it um, at the moment to keep up. So that's it, really. I mean, I thought Hipwood was um, was pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't not sort of too many takeaways. I mean. Richmond held the lead really for the first half and, and the Lions, you know, pushed through that inaccuracy and um, kept punching and eventually came out with the with the victory. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it was, um, yeah, they're, they're, as we know, a pretty um, a pretty serious threat. And then the Carlton-Hawtham game, I mean, I think you commented in the text thread that, you know, no one wanted to win this game. I, I don't know. I don't have anything to take out of this game. Like, I mean, both teams obviously, like, you know, well down the, the pecking order at the moment.
1: Well and down, um, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Carlton won a game that they should win and I guess that was probably the main thing that everyone was a bit concerned that this is the type of game that they would lose and they almost did. Like if Hawthorne had, I reckon even, even if they had just had Jack Gunston in that side, they win this game because he would have brought some uh, calmness in, in front of goal. Uh, they obviously, I didn't watch this game but just looking at the stats and hearing some commentary around it, Hawthorne had all this momentum in the last quarter. just couldn't put a score on the board. So, or the third quarter, whenever it was. So, yeah, all it says is exactly what I guess most people who are keeping an eye on the football think of those teams. Hawthorne's going to be a bottom three, bottom four side and Carlton are going to stress their supporters out by not growing the right way. Um, And, Frustrating for them, so yeah, it's about it. I just don't. I mean, we've we've
0: commented a little bit on this, but I just don't. Um, oh, everyone's saying how disappointing Carlton's been. I, I thought they would be bad, so I don't. I'm not disappointed in that. Like, I didn't think they would be very good. There's only so many teams that can make the eight, and I did not have them in the frame. So the, the most disappointing no. team for me, without a shadow of a doubt, this year surely has to be St Kilda. St Kilda were. You know, a pretty good side last year, and they've been pretty much piss poor the whole year. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of anyone else that's been more disappointing versus expectation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. St Kilda definitely the the most disappointing in my eyes. Yeah, I think they've been garbage. And then yeah, so with this yeah. with this with this game, Hawthorn obviously are, are coming from a long way back, they've you know not had access to the draft for a long time, and you know it's. It's going to be fascinating to see, obviously, what will happen. But, yeah, there's not much we can, you know, we're just going to go over the same thing. This happens every year once we get to about <laughs> this point. We just can't keep saying the same thing over and over again. And then, um, yeah, Carlton, no. it is what it is. Same in the next game. Yeah. And then Geelong, yeah, Gold Coast. Gold Coast are, are poor, um, as we know, obviously very poor. Uh, one goal, one to four flat. Like, as soon as the end, quarter time game was over, busted ass. Um, Geelong played this game in, it was a pretty bad game, really. I watched a, a, a bit of it. Um, Or sort of a good chunk actually, sort of about a bit over a half to three quarters. It was a very boring game because there was no competition. It never felt like the Gold Coast were anywhere near a chance. But then also um, versus the... I actually enjoyed the... Just to jump ahead, uh, this this is a bit masochistic of me, but I did actually enjoy that the dogs secured a game. I must admit, I do actually like watching a mass beating sometimes. Like I do actually like yeah, and not yeah, not in so a way like I like watching the um the sadness and, and the, the mire of the of the horrible um the team that's getting pumped. But I, I do like watching like, you know, Globetrotter style just, you know, absurd football. And the dogs right now are playing so lights out, you know, they could have won by another 20, 30 points. So this was just disgusting oh. how dominant they were. So like, that's the thing. I would have liked to have seen Geelong. If Geelong were playing like that in front of the home crowd and had pumped them by you know, 100 points, then then you'd be like, wow, th- that was at least an interesting element. But the Cats played in second gear. So it was, it was really boring and they weren't challenged and they just sort of were like, well, who cares? Um, let's,
1: just, let's bag the four points, get a little bit of a percentage. Well, that's, but let's not push too hard and get injured.
0: And, and and this is the thing, the dogs, uh, this is why they're so much fun to watch. They already had the best percentage in the league, and now they've got 161.9% because they won by 111 points. But then the cats were like, well, we're sitting on 131, bugger like, and, and that was the thing. I think it was all like, well, if you don't care, why should I? So that, that was a bit of a shame that that kind of fell away. Yeah, uh, But yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything to say about that game. And then the next two games I thought were really good. So I, I watched, um, again, it was... Um, look I've said it over and over but it, it, it is really again absurd that this game wasn't played on a Thursday night um you know I don't know Melbourne top team uh haven't, haven't lost a game um I think a lot of people like watching them a lot, lot of stars on their side now legitimate stars that you want to watch um I think this would have been a good game to go into Melbourne on the Thursday night and do a national thing but anyway again and they're kind of like you know doldrums time slot of that late afternoon on the Saturday when everyone's busy making dinner or, you know, coming back from sport yeah. during the day and it's just no, no one can watch the game. But um, well they did in Adelaide. The Adelaide crowd was packed, but that's a, that's a little bit different to watch it. Like as a neutral supporter, I'm not going to take, you know, um, take time out of my day to watch it. But this was a great game. Um, uh, best game I've seen the Crows play for... A
1: long time, like, round two, round three, when they were, everyone thought, oh, hang on, they've, 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 they've turned a corner. They've sort of been miserly at best for the last month or so, yeah. Um, but yeah, like,
0: I will get into Melbourne because Melbourne, there's a lot of talk about Melbourne, but um, yeah, look, Adelaide were outstanding. Um, the last quarter, those Tex goals were amazing, Sloan was, was incredible, um. It was a ridiculous game. I was, I think the upset of the season, um, yeah. I mean, Seedsman was amazing. Laird, um, Keyes, like, yeah, they, they were very, very impressive. Um, but Walkers, the timing of Walkers goals, Fogarty was really impressive as well. Um, Philothorpe was also very good as well. Um, hard to say, it sounds like a, a speech impediment. Um, yeah, really, really, like, they, they, were, they, they were outstanding. The whole game, um, i, I the, the the worm of this game is hilarious. It's just up down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And then right at the last second, they pipped them by a point. Um, but this, this, you know, it's hard not to talk about Melbourne because they obviously are serious contenders this year. Um, oh, you know, Melbourne were really in control and this wasn't an example of them choking like they have in the past where, you know, a little bit in the 2018 season, but certainly in the 19 season where, you know, we spoke so much... In that year, in a bit of 2020 as well, that they were so close so many times, and just blew it. How many times they they found new ways to lose? Where uh, they they were really good when they got out to the 18 point lead. It wasn't so much that they choked; it was more that the Crows played lights out and, and just hit every target, marked every ball, every like it was just it's it's a crazy. If you haven't seen this game, the last 10 minutes are amazing. Like it's just every single element just goes right. Um, yeah, it's 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 it is really good to watch. And Oliver had a game for the ages. I mean, three goals. And what did he have? Like 37 or something ridiculous. Like, what did he have in the end? Like yeah, so I mean, 38. Like so 38, disposals is It's disgusting. Um, nine tackles as well. Like, he, the thing is, he he's benefiting. Complete game. Well, it was a complete game, but he's also heavily benefiting now from, and this is no taking anything away from him. He's obviously been great, but he is benefiting heavily from um, opposition teams targeting Petrarca and trying to take him out of the game. You know, it's similar for, you know, back in the day where, you know, they they tag, you know, Voss and Black and get off the chain. And that's the thing, they've got that ability now where you can't yeah. tag them both. It's just too hard. So, yeah. Petrug um, was still pretty good. Go 32, like it, wasn't like it wasn't like he was out of the game. He's, he's a pretty bloody good player. Um, yeah, it's
1: a pretty, it's a pretty good uh, 1 to 2 hit. Um, and again, delivery from obviously best trackman in the competition and gone. Who could be a sneaky? Oh uh, well, like all three will take votes off each other. So that's the problem here when we talk about uh, potential brownlow um, contenders. Uh, all three are having those types of seasons, but they're all playing in the same team. So and that's that's going to be
0: the problem. I think. Um, yeah, it's going to be a similar thing at the dogs. You know, with um, Bont. Even though I went with Bont for the brownlow, I do think um, a lot of votes are going to end up going around the place. But anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, look, re- look, no, no skin away from Melbourne. Obviously, that they, it almost might be a good thing to have a match that they do lose like this, that they can go back and have a look at uh, and have a bit of a deeper look at where things might have gone wrong, what they could have done in that those last few moments. But look, it all, of course, you know, it's a, it's modern football. Um, you know, we had, so the last quarter, right, so Gorn was, was really impressive in the last quarter. Re- again, we've commented on this, really good defensive efforts. Um, yeah, you know, that crazy goal from uh, Oliver, going back for a second. Uh, he kicked it from like 60 out. It seemed like he was really trying, no, well, not 60, but a long way out. He was trying to get it to Gorn. And he it, it kicked it over Gorn and ended up going for a goal. But Gorn, you know, really ran it out and, and, and made sure that it, that it went through and just little things like that. A lot of the one percenters were working. And then it just started to gradually just, every, you know, all the key players for the Crows were playing completely lights out. And then, of course, you get this crazy moment at the end now where I think I counted now. This is the sixth game that's been changed as a result of umpire non-calls, or however you want to look at it. But what's interesting, so essentially watching this live, so there's a like textbook deliberate out of bounds. So I'm not sure if you saw all this, but it was clearly a crows player hand passed the ball out like just was like that's it see you later and hand passed it completely out and to everyone in the world outside of adelaide crows fans it was a clear deliberate um out of bounds and the crowd was screaming and the ump got scared essentially and and didn't pay it so but now ironically since that's happened i not about irony in this but um sort of a zapruder style now like Kennedy sort of assassination thing people have gone and had a look at the tapes and now it actually looks like the ball comes off the Melbourne player so it wasn't deliberate out of bounds but anyway the point is regardless of where it was or wasn't we'll never know because the technology with the AFL is horrible but that that aside um, it it's gonna remember that yeah. Bush League people. Bush, Bush league, Bush league debt dive. Well, this is another that's another Bush League moment. But I guess we'll call it we should say that every week, like Bush League moments. We'll go over the all the Bush League things that happened. But we we'll, we can talk about that one in the Richmond thing, which with Hardwick, which we didn't get into, but um how Hardwick just takes the piss out of the league at the moment. I just think it's hilarious that he's just exposing that he won't get fined. It's hilarious. Like he just says that Eddie has a shithole and uh, Marvel's a dump and all that stuff. Like it's yeah. so funny that the A is so piss weak that they won't even come down at him and find him. And anyway, it is, it's typical. Um, but uh, just how weak, how weak they are. But the um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's just such a shame. I like think the umpires are. We say this all the time. When we say you know, umpires are you know they've got a hard job and all that stuff. But I think the standard of umpiring is is very bad. I'll be honest. Like I'm at that point now where there's just so many times this happens. This is like the fifth game that's been toppled. By a non-decision that was so clearly. I mean, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I mean, I guess Matthew Nix was on the radio talking about how um, it was lucky that it was an Adelaide game because if it had been in in Melbourne, the umpire probably would have paid it deliberate. And he's implying that like the crowd, the umpires are influenced by the crowd, which obviously they are. But I guess what what do you think about this? Just as, as a kind of broader issue, like does, does this surely shouldn't happen? It shouldn't be
1: based around like they shouldn't be frightened of the home crowd. Uh, it shouldn't happen, but. Um... Professional footballers should be able to kick goals too from directly in front. Um, Yeah, I I get over. uh, Like, I'll I'll be one of the first to to support uh, more training and and resources needed to go into AFL umpiring. I was chatting with a friend today about like the old saying: "You you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys." Um, I'm not suggesting that that's uh, the case with umpires being um, unable to do their job, but they do not get paid anywhere near the type of money that the footballers get um, I think uh, the top line field umpires are on about 150 a year um, and then they get uh, match payments on top of that but not like a footballer Um, and they don't make as many mistakes in a game that the players do that (laughs) that's just uh, the ones they get caught out of like those ones uh, within the last couple of minutes of the game where it's it's pretty tight so it shouldn't happen but um again i think that there's too many rules for them these days to adjudicate on rather than say even 20 years or 10 years ago i don't think you would see as many mistakes throughout the year 10 in, in the games 10 years ago as you do at the moment because they've just got to think about too much like we saw that that that's a slim tackle um, yeah. um and the Geelong game, like, <coughs> pitch a perfect tackle? Like, that's how they would get taught in training how to tackle and the guy gets reported. I uh, mean, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. Um, but that was a really bad one, just getting back to this particular moment uh, in the game. Very, very bad decision. It was, I even think some diehard Adelaide supporters were laughing at the fact that that wasn't paid deliberate
0: well, yeah, I I, I can't. I, it was it was so obviously deliberate. Like I, yeah, uh, it's funny. I think what game was it? Oh, the the first half of the Richmond Lions um, game. Hardwick, I didn't see this, but apparently Hardwick at halftime commented that um, the um, umpires were you know be nice to get a bit more rubber the green or something like. That. I think he made a bit of a comment, which he's not meant to do. But again, taking the piss out of the league, but um to be not I'm not saying like I'm not backing that completely but I I saw um chunks of the first half with no audio and which is an interesting way to watch it because then you're not hearing any commentary or any of the kind of like you know crowd noise either way and like I was watching it thinking I don't think I understand the rules of this game anymore like certainly points in the first half I was like why is that not that and why is that not this and why is this not that and and it's funny, like you forget, and then like I thought about it, and then because it was on my mind, and then I saw the second half with audio, and like the commentators are actually constantly explaining what's going on because, like, the audience is constantly confused, <laughs> which is a ho- which they have to, which is a horrible place to be. So, anyway, it's um it's a bit of a bastard case, and then yeah. So look, I don't know. Look, yeah, the number of games have been uh, changed as a result of um of umpire. but clearly they shouldn't be impacted by the crowd. But they obviously fear for their lives, and nah. and. Um,
1: Especially
0: in Adelaide, and seems to be just in Adelaide too. No, free WA as well. They get they they go offered them there. I think they, they abuse the umpires. So they get scared and pay pay more decisions for them. But I think if someone said, "Oh, well," then the, the flip side is that the game was at the G. Um, you know, they they would have got the rub of the green in that decision making there. And I was like, "Well, if it was at the G, there'd be ten people there." So you know, Melbourne crowds are horrible at the moment. So I don't think, and they're going to be even worse now given what the current situation. So. Apparently, there will be crowds at this point, but who knows now? We're, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, who knows anymore? And then yeah. and the other games. Well, exactly. And then the Dog Saints game. Hilarious game. Um, yeah, St Kilda a disgrace, uh, as I said before. Um, Josh Bruce took I the did. piss against his old side. It was, it was good. It was funny. Right.
1: Normally, I'm like you. Normally, uh, this is a type of game that so I would switch off or I'd just have it on in the background and- Flick through Stuff online And just okay. look up And go Oh yeah, yeah They're still winning But the way The dogs play It's like watching The Harlem Go Trovers um, And I do Like seeing Teams that Are meant to be Really good Or supposedly Have a good season Get annihilated just to put them back in their baskets, go, no, nah. you made mistakes with your, your, your list or you, you've put all your eggs in one basket, which I, you and I have said multiple times over the last year or so that this is not. This was not the, probably the best strategy for St Kilda. They're, they're, they're a club that is void of success. I don't know how to create success out of no. thin air, um, unlike a, a, a Hawthorne or a Geelong or a, a West Coast or a Sydney that... Has endured long periods of success. They could, they can top up and, and, and potentially um, move on. But St Kilda needed to build from the, the, the ground up and make it a really slow, Which again, the president or the CEO come out this week saying, "Oh, we actually didn't really think we we're going to be that competitive in '21. It was more like '22." I'm like, "Wow, we!" You come out and admit that after such a bad yeah. loss like that. It just shows you the state of that club. So, yeah, it was fun. I um, apologize. No, not apologies to my, my St Kilda mates out there. Um, you know it all too well that this is this is your club. You're sort of used to it after the last 20 or 30 years of following it. Uh, they, they get you up and excited and then it's like a drug. You come down really hard. Uh, <laughs> but that, that just going on to that. It's good to see there. you get punished.
0: Yeah, it was. It was funny. I, I thought it was funny, but um, it was amazing to see a team like <laughs> blare somebody that hard, but because they should have won by even more. But I think um, just going on. Oh, to they th- should've, it should
1: have. should have been one hundred seven. Should have been like one hundred seventy four to thirty three. Really.
0: Yeah. Well, it should have been. It should have been at least one hundred and probably twenty, one hundred and thirty is a minimum. But I don't. I don't. Um. Yeah. Going back to that thing with that that outrageous, outrageous um email that the. the, the I think was it the president? I'd never heard of it. it must have been the president of St Kilda. He um, he sent that obscene letter out to <laughs> to members, trying to um, cover the tracks and come up with this outrageous uh, narrative. Now that that they actually weren't in contention. So and that it's more like next year and just be patient. Are you? Is is he? I mean, what what an insane proposition. I mean, this spin. And then there's completely crazy, and and I think he came across like a lunatic to try and put that forward. Yeah. So they they were a team that nearly made the top four. They went out and recruited Frawley and old people with you know on one leg to do you know small roles, and he's now trying to suggest that that, that, that their window is not necessarily 2021. It's yeah. more like 2022. They
1: need these, they, these old players and need another. Pre-season to get it, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> these thirty, thirty-year-olds. Yeah, for all he just needs need needs be- uh, more training. They need more training, more time on the legs, Got to get used to the new systems. Yeah, yeah, a oh, b- bit more weights, and you know, once some of these yeah. guys hit thirty-six, they'll will get better. Hannibal just needs another year of rehab, and he'll be fine. Hannibal I mean, needs we'll a bionic leg. We'll get we'll get him out of the pack.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're just maybe, wait, we're maybe. waiting for the bionic leg um, <laughs> technology to get better.
1: Meanwhile, oh. our kids and our number one kid, Max King, is, uh, is in deep discussions uh, with his agent about drawing his brother up at the Gold Coast because they're slightly better.
0: Yeah. Well, who knows? They're both garbage. I don't. They both should move on. Um, move to North Melbourne. No. Nah. Um, the margin at halftime Actually, should have been a lot worse. Well, halftime margin was 19 to 70. It should have been a lot worse. Yeah, um, could have been. Huge. St. Kilda couldn't hit the side of a barn as well. Like two set shots, um, like literally like bounced off their foot and like just shot up in the air and didn't even go anywhere near that. Just I think they just like went up in the air and just disappeared. Like didn't even really go anywhere. It was so embarrassing. Um, Brad Hill like abusing his teammates was um was another highlight for St. Kilda. Oh, I mean, obviously he's been very was, poor and you know the, all the recruits have been terrible. It was, but yeah, it was, it's
1: like seeing it was like seeing Richie back on the footy field again. Fantastic! He's like mm. cracking the sads about his teammates not doing the right thing, and he's done nothing since he got
0: there. He's been horrible, so it, he he can't exactly talk. Um, he, no. he he's been non-existent, and he's on huge money as well. So you take big money, you're going to have to come. Uh, it, what comes with that is that you know the scrutiny. Um, but dogs obviously way too much polish and, and and ability and and everything under the sun. I don't need to go into that. Just but, everything, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean St Kilda just spraying balls all over all over the, the pitch. I mean, they they are going to finish. Like, where are they? Well, where are they at now on the ladder? They must really
1: start to. Well, start, they got the second. Us. They have got the second worst percentage yeah. in the league, um, and they're sitting like fifth bottom. So they're sitting 14th now. So they're sitting 14th, and you're right. They got
0: the second worst percentage. But I think we commented on this last week. So that's obviously horrible. Um, uh, not good. So yeah. Uh, busted us and 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 the dogs two out like They're doing it. Well, they do this with
1: multiple outs too. They've got like yeah. five four or five players that could squeeze into that twenty two, which is going to be hard now. Um, Very yeah, they've good. got they've, they've probably got the deepest list in the comp now. Well, as Mc- far as what they can turn around if people get injured, McRae dominated. Um, Bailey Dale was outstanding, but again, another.
0: I wanted to think because again because it was such a huge beating it was one of those games where I was like I'm just gonna watch it would have been nice to have actually been in the ground in some respects cause it was like I'm just gonna watch Liberatore, um do his thing because again he, he had a huge game again um he's really putting together a very serious season and obviously Marcus Bonpelli signing up for four years he was he was huge um you know Norton was pretty good as well but again like, it's really hard to judge the forwards in, in a lot of respects because they had no um, no defenders.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, they had witches hats. Yeah, no defenders. Um, yeah. look, Got to give it to them on a platter. Like, really liking what um, they've got. A, I mean, Wakeman was really good. Like, for a small forward that can lead and, and, and mark like he does, they're just, a, they're just going to be so hard to match up um, in that forward line. A horrible first quarter,
0: though. So it was three goals, five to two goals. Like, um, yeah, the dogs really and should the, have put them away the, harder at the start. and
1: the, yeah, and I think that was zero four to begin the game and I initially felt like oh they're gonna give the Saints an opportunity here and then late in that first quarter they just kick kicked three uh, quick goals to get this end and 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 I like what um our mate's doing with Johansson. um he didn't look like he had much of an impact but if you if you actually watch this game he had a lot of Not so much direct square involvements in the forward half, but he was that possession before the possession before that that linked up to to get a lot of scoreboard pressure. I thought his ability to move forward now is going to be quite telling uh, come the pointy end of the season if he stays fit. Um, Not just being a running halfback, he could um, really space the forward line with his dash. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then
0: Jack McRae, uh, 41 disposals, 9 no. tackles, uh, as I said before. So. He is just a, a disposal machine. Yeah, and Bont really putting forward again why he's one of the best players clearly in the game. Yeah. Um, 20, 26 and 4 is um, is very, very good. Um, yeah. yeah, could add 5 or 6 easily. Absolutely. And then, again, because <laughs> of the horrible fixturing this year, um, I didn't get to see really much at all of, of Frio. Sydney obviously with the being on at the same time um, yeah close game um, obviously got really close in the end horrible inaccuracy from Fremantle again they should have they should really have not had you know been in a position where Sydney were in the in the frame a three quarter time so three quarter time was 10 11 versus nine four so Frio um, just in front of goal are so bad um, so this is again a, a sort of an ongoing narrative of the season but they shouldn't have been in the position. It would have been pretty heartbreaking had Sydney taken. Sydney would have been the top four. So for them, it's a shame they didn't, didn't get this. Um, Buddy was 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 really good, um, kicking six one. But yeah, they nearly they nearly snuck it. Um, but uh, it would have been pretty heartbreaking for Frio. You know, <laughs> essentially dominating a lot of the game and, and not uh, and not winning it in the end. But yeah, they were able to just just sneak it across. Um, yeah. Yeah, not a lot to take
1: out of this game, really. I mean, the- nah, just the buddy. Uh, I guess playing back to near his best, he went seventy-seven percent of disposal efficiency, took ten marks, was six-one as you said, um, five tackles, like pretty complete game for for someone who seems has, to hasn't played for a couple of couple of years and slightly coming back into some form. I guess that's the biggest takeaway, and if you're a city fan, it's just. Uh, Welcome, welcome users as long as his body can hold up for another two or three months. Four years with the rest of the contract. And uh, Why are you four years, <laughs> imagine they
0: signing for four more years. Um, and then inside 50s, yeah, so 69 to 45. Um, Freo again should have really um, had much better control. Tackles inside 50s, 16 to 6. So, a lot of the stats, if you dig through it, you're like, wow, Freo should have really won this game by. 20, 25 points, by massive margin, um, yeah. or at least a few, at least three or four goals in minimum. But yeah, just um, Schultz kicking two goals, three, and just some some really like Mundy kicked two points, uh, a lot of bad misses. Switkowski, you know, if you go down the list, there's a stack of like really poor. Misses um, through that game. I watched the highlights, but uh, but the games not at the same time. I just can't watch them all, obviously back to back, deep into the night. And then a pretty boring game on the Sunday that the, the Giants Eagles. Um, certainly, the first half was was pretty pretty nothing. Um, but they always kind of kept chipping away at each other. But it wasn't a particularly exciting game. Um, but then in the end, uh, the Giants getting it done. But um, yeah, look, very impressive. You know, without. Um, with our green um, to to do that, who's I think clearly been their their best player um, in Toby, but um, yeah. Yeah, the Eagles once again proven they cannot win away. It's the same old narrative. I'm I'm, I'm really pretty over talking about it. Really, with the Eagles is the same old rubbish. They just don't win away. Um yeah. they do sometimes, Which, but pretty
1: rarely. Yeah, yeah. again, they're gonna they're gonna make finals because they're gonna win basically all their home games. Um, Finished seventh or whatever. And, and that's, it. That, that's yeah. they're just making it up, making up the numbers yeah and look it was an impressive win uh, for, for the Giants obviously yeah, oh for their, sure their star play out um, and, and Tom Green finally stood up to his um, I guess the the, the premonition of what type of player he was going to be when they took him as um, their, one of their academy players last two years ago um He showed that he's obviously more than capable of playing at this elite level. So he was really, really good, and they're going to start to get some players back. And um, as as each week goes by, and they get these wins that they're not supposedly meant to get, um, more than likely, I think they're going to play finals this year.
0: Yeah, I think so. I
1: don't know. What do you say about about the Eagles? uh, um, I I'd really do. They're, they're probably the second or third most disappointing set team for this year at this moment. They're just so up and down. They look unbelievably good um, over in the West and then they just look like they forget. They, they cross that border. It doesn't matter whether it's SA or the Eastern Seaboard and it looks like they forget all the fundamentals of team football. Um, and I don't know if... Getting all their, their stars back is necessarily going to rectify that. I think a lot of it's mental. Thing. I think a lot of
0: it's mental as well. Like they just don't look mm. as efficient. They just don't look as. Connected, they just don't follow their game plan. It's quite simple. Like I don't, I, I really don't think it's anything. There was all Which, that. There was all that stuff made back in the day of like the dimensions of the grounds and yeah, all the is gone now. That's gone. That's been that's been garbage for years. But it, even outside of that, like I, I never, I always felt that was a bit of rubbish. I, I don't know, I, I don't know how much that plays into it. I know if you look at like Geelong versus the G, like there is some, you know, instances where it can be quite um, pronounced. But I'm, I'm not quite sure. That's uh, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I think, still, I think it's above about, the shoulders for me.
1: Yeah. They've still got to kick that oval-shaped red or yellow-coloured thing through those really tall sticks at either end of the ground to get a goal. And I'm pretty sure the dimensions are the same on every ground. I'm pretty sure well, the footballs are the same size and the space between the two big sticks called the goals is the same every ground. Do you remember Richo went with that thing a while ago? That the the
0: the height the height of the that was so funny. Um, but yeah, just, look, yeah, uh, Gaff was was very impressive. Redden um, Gaff is actually having an amazing season. Again, if you've not watched a lot of Eagle, Eagles games, he looks back to sort of his best. Yeah, um, Redden as well. But they're just like they're just yeah, too inconsistent definitely. across the lines. It's it's a, they'll have three or four of their pieces that are performing really well. They miss McGovern heavily. Like no McGovern, he, he's. He deserves every dollar he gets paid. Like, he is so important to their side. It's the same as, like, I was yeah. trying to explain this to someone with Richmond with no Grimes the other week. Um, I think it was the Geelong-Richmond game. And I was like, Geelong can cover danger far and away more than Richmond can cover Grimes. And this person just was like, no, I don't get That's not true. And I was like, it 100% is. Because, you know, Paddy plays a role that's very good. He's a very good player. I'm not saying. Grimes is better than Dangerfield. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's not how the game's played. It's how the team plays and how the how they're structured up, um, you know, how, how, how their, their game flows and, and not having that, that, you know, structure off the back half and is, is 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 horrible for West Coast as well. So, um, look, they were in it for a lot of the game, even at three-quarter time, 10-13 to 10-9, but just just sort of um, got pipped at the end. Lucky Whitfield too, a huge game. Um... Taranger was really impressive too. So a lot of lot of the usual suspects that we're about. I No Toby going to be very interesting to see how many games they can win without him. Um, and yeah, look, so far we we're very critical and I think fair enough in the earlier parts of this season of, of um, Leon Cameron. But he's actually coaching, I think, quite well uh, at the moment. So credit where credit's due. And then on the uh, what is that? The Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Um, then the, the cro- then crossover <laughs> the COVID the two COVID games. Um, so we had we had. Collingwood and Port. So there was a, a person that tested positive with this game hanging out in the Great Southern Stand. Luckily, this was poorly, a poorly attended game because there was only like 20, 24,000 people. Luckily, this wasn't 50,000, 60,000 like they would have been back in the day because, um, yeah, that would have been a lot, a lot worse. But um, a shit game from what I saw of it. Um, garbage, low scoring. Um, no one wanted to win it. I mean, I think Collingwood, Collingwood choked the game. Port... I'm not convinced that Porter. Are, I think Porter are going to be a good side. Clearly, they'll, they'll make the eight, but I'm not convinced they're a serious premiership contender. They um, they played Collingwood's way virtually the entire match, and that's a massive concern. They weren't able to, as the top sides are able to absorb that pressure, um, counteract it, and turn, it. turn the game back onto its head and play their exactly. way. They were not able to turn at all at any really except the very last they kept playing on and that was the right strategy and they were following the coach's instructions and that was clearly the the right decision but it wasn't until the very last minute that it worked and collingwood's plan nearly worked collingwood know and this is the thing they're in preservation mode but they know that they don't have the pieces so um, buckley and his team and, and and the leaders are really pushing for a choke game which is to you know really suck the life out of the game and if they can win eight goals to seven goals that they'll, they'll they'll take it and who cares um, but I think they just desperately want wins, and they'll do whatever they can to, to try and get them. Um, yeah, it's funny actually looking at this Collingwood. Are, not that we could talk about um, gambling odds, but it's funny Collingwood are twenty three dollars to win the flag. That means to be two hundred. That means be two thousand three hundred dollars. I mean, there, there is no way Collingwood are winning the Premiership this year. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely. Like, yeah, a, I can't, a can't a believe it. that.
1: I can't believe Actually, they're that short. It's, it, I saw I saw that up terrible. somewhere the other day. I was like. Like how, can, how can that team be that short and then the teams above them at 101? Like Collingwood uh, are arguably the third worst team in the competition at the moment. Maybe slightly, well, yeah, they're, well, they're, they're slightly slightly worse than the latter. Year. Would have you suggest that they, well, they're 16th, so
0: there's not many more positions below yes. that. Um, so you're about right. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, so look, they, they very big concerns with Port to. to Go oh, that to go that long in a game and not be able to counteract it is, is a massive concern. Yeah, um, again, and
1: having to rely on Robbie Gray to kickstart them and get some life into that game like this, it's yeah, it's it, it's frustrating. And I don't even back for Port, so imagine what it must be like for the Port Adelaide supporters to come over, play one of the worst teams in the competition, who just literally. Are surviving by the skin of their teeth, and the back end of the uh, club is in disarray. And there's going to be a fire fire at um, the Holden Center soon, or riots on the on the streets or something. The 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 board uh, of Collingwood. Well, the board, the
0: board thing's embarrassing. um,
1: um, Yeah, and and and, and just the whole um, um, uh, prison bar thing. Like I would have thought Port as a club would want to come over and stamp the authority and go, you know what? Whichever club is better the season before, or the season after, gets to wear the the, the black and white stripes, or something to that effect. I mean, they, yeah, dismal, and I just don't think they I, I don't think they're winning a premiership this year. I don't. I, I think there's too
0: many teams that are much better than. They're going to need to seriously improve.
1: Really turn um, around. Yeah.
0: Given the, the whole power-pepper situation of earlier in the year, I thought that was really good to see him play well. Um, Wines is having a great season, as we've spoken about, and I thought both was pretty good. But, yeah, you make a good point. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought Port really relying on the same old tricks to get it done um, and, and, you know, some lights-out football from Gray rather than, um, yeah, rather than playing their way and turning it back on its head. This, um, yeah... To be honest, I think they've fallen a long way since that that prelim loss to Richmond, where there was a game they shouldn't have lost. Um, and I, I really do feel like they're they're in a, they're in a, a bit of a funk at the moment. They really need to figure this out. To be honest, they look like Brisbane did against you know the Dogs in that um, Bendigo game, going back to yeah. Ballarat, where the bloody hell that ground, always <laughs> the hell that damn ground is one of the bees. But the, I guess it's. Um, yeah, I think they, they look like that. So I think you know Brisbane have managed to turn around and and, and are back to their 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 um, top level. I'm not convinced Port can get there, and we're starting they, they want to hurry up. Where are you know yes they're winning some games, but that, that's not enough to to get it done. They're going to have to start hurrying up and get on their bike. Um, and then the last game, um, yeah, not what do you take out of this? I mean. Essendon were, were were really good. North, uh, um, for, for what they are, we've said all year we think Essendon are a bit better than, than people think they are, and and North, I think, um, yeah, obviously very poor. Um, I, I didn't think they cool. were back. They're not yeah. gonna, they weren't going to back it up after
1: the win last week, so I'm I'm not surprised. They're too young of a side, and no, yeah, they want to they want a flag last. They want a flag the week before. There was the a grand final, yeah. The week before, in our eyes, it was huge. Mm. So yeah. The, that emotional look come down is, is massive, and then obviously um, it was a pretty sluggish game. That the conditions in Down Tassie are always a little bit more challenging than, than elsewhere in the country. So, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm surprised by the margin. I think Essendon good for them to realise that they 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 smelt blood and they could really press down their advantage and getting that percentage. Who knows? Like mean, they could with some of these teams above them. Beginning to falter, or, or play pretty average football like Port Adelaide, as an example. Um, but who knows? They might, they might just sneak up there. I mean, they're only they're only a game, of, uh, they're only a game, yeah, out of the eight. To be honest, well, saw a thing today so, that there were three. So there were three we did, games that Essendon
0: lost this year by under, I think, four points or something, something like that. They very, very little, right? Had they won, well, the, had the, they won them, their the, top the, four. The eight.
1: Well, they're not if yeah.
0: they won those three, they're top four. So, well even if they had
1: Hawthorne. Yeah. And he came out and they got a much superior they got a superior um, percentage to Fremantle Richmond, GWS, all sitting above it. The other thing too is SM were accurate.
0: That's the other thing that was really
1: damaging against yes.
0: North. Um, they kicked I think twenty one and twenty two. Um, sorry, twenty two and nine. So yeah. Uh, look, Parish is really good, merit in the contract year, of course, playing playing pretty well. Peter Wright, uh two metre Peter was actually not bad um yeah you know tim woody was was very good he should really have had a bag of five kick three two. but um yeah look i mean when you play that kind of opposition there's not much to take out of it uh north obviously a long way back um yeah what do you what do you say about a game like this but um yeah it's interesting no that's it essen are, are a fascinating side to talk about because they are really like um i think closer than people think they are um it's gonna be very interesting yeah. to see what happens with all their pieces and I think they might be quite active in the trade period as well because I think they really, um, I think in retrospect, like as much as people, I'll put myself in that camp, have been critical of Adrian Dodoro and they've made clearly essentially a decade of mistakes for a while there um, but <laughs> since then they've started to get a ride and look at the way Saad's playing Carlton I mean he's okay
1: but you know to free of, he, he was not they worth the money of, he wanted they, they they got rid of the people that didn't want to be there uh, t- as soon as someone doesn't want to beat your club get rid of them because they're not going to be playing good football yeah they might play good elsewhere like Fantasia's playing better football but he, if you kept him he wasn't going to play good because um, he didn't want to be there so yeah, I think that was the best move they ever did was get offload those players. And Dernerher, obviously, he's he's been pretty poor,
0: really. So if you drill through, it, he's not he's not had a great season. Uh, no. He had a couple of okay games where people were like, "Oh wow, look at this!" But you know, it was like five minutes. Really, it was pretty brief. Let's be honest. Uh, Looking at the whole
1: season holistically across the whole board, he's, he's not been very good. He's kicked, kicked one flukish goal and taken one great mark. Pretty much, yeah. In half a game, half a season of football, that's all he's really done. Yeah. yeah. Um, Take much out of it, but yeah. So, so of those three big players that they've let go, two of them aren't playing any any better at their new clubs, and one's playing a little bit better. So, so that's so that round ten. Winning.
0: Well, that's it. Yeah, that that's, yeah. Um, that's round ten. And then in terms of tips for round eleven, obviously, like who knows what's going to happen with these games? So we're recording this on the Wednesday night. So, like, I mean, one game's already been canned, and one game. Looks like it's going to be moved. It could but, be moved. Um, on the Friday night, we've got the Dogs Melbourne, which is, you know, hopefully this goes ahead and hopefully this goes ahead with the crowd. I reckon the crowd will be pretty thin, let's be
1: honest. Um, Especially the, the situation. going to be open, so it's an outdoor game. <laughs> what a <laughs> freezing night, too. It's what actually? The what's freezing it? night's going to be about two, to, two or three Ooh, degrees. Oh, it's, it's normal, even colder it than it is. really clear. The six is, the,
0: is the, yeah. mi- the minimum. Well, this is where I am in the suburbs of Melbourne, but. Yeah, that's. It, I don't live that far from the city, so it'll be. It'll be cold in the city. It'll probably be more like five or four. Whereas well, Saturday goes to a drop of one. Wow. Um, and then yeah, so I mean, look, game. Hopefully, I'm game of the dogs, season. But regardless, I think like after that performance at Marvel Stadium to win by that far. I know they were playing witches hats, but you, you got to think that they'll beat Melbourne. Melbourne had got they're due a little bit of a dip, but they'll, they'll come back. They're going to be very good. But this, the, you know, never know. Maybe,
1: maybe the big they, test. Huge test. We finally get both to see sports. what Mel, What we get to see. Yeah, we, but we. I, I think everyone knows what we're going to get with the doggies. And they're playing a really fast-paced football, and it, we've seen it before. This is not. This is not new. This is the second version of the 2016 flag. So I just um, with with a bit more polish, and a bit more, and a lot more depth. This is Melbourne's real first test uh, this season. So it's hopefully it's a good game because. Probably one of only two games or three games I'll get to see this weekend as well because you know, AFL doesn't like its fans. No game tomorrow night, you have to wait to Friday night.
0: Hates its fans
1: today, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, at, the, at the moment, yeah. At the moment, I'm going with the dogs, they hate the fans. And uh, if there's no crowds, allow but if there's no crowds, Melbourne because they're used to playing with no crowds. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. <laughs> I, uh, I, I will go. I'm going to go to the dogs. Just after that ridiculous win, I, I can't. I'll tip them, but I could see Melbourne yeah. coming back. They're a pretty proud group, and of they've course. got some. Well, they've also got some ruthlessness about them, which they never had in the past. So I, I think they'll 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 be um, hungry yeah. again after last week. Again, game they should. Oh, they'll have lost.
1: be. They'll be. Oh, absolutely, they will be. Yeah, they'll, they'll feel like they didn't play their best, but also feeling like they Ruft. definitely got ripped off. Got robbed just <laughs> last minute. Yeah, well, they've got, yeah, they've got some serious balls about them now. So I think they're
0: a team that'll, that'll be pretty angry, um, which is good. Yeah. But they needed some angry about them. And then um, Saturday, uh, Pies, uh, Catters, um, or oh, Cats. Cats, cats by in the far Again, it if really this are. goes ahead. Well, again, I wonder whether, whether this will get moved. It's in Melbourne again, but you, you would assume imagine it goes got, ahead. Imagine if it got
1: moved to Geelong. <laughs> but that would be <laughs>
0: hilarious. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> they get pumped. Well, I guess it depends whether John care. They didn't care playing the Gold Coast. They were just sort of like, "Well, who cares? They'll are playing second no. year. Who cares?" Um, yeah,
1: I'm. Um, yeah, cats can't. Pick, I can't. Pick, I can't keep calling them. No, no.
0: Nobody. No one can. And then um, <laughs> good, good game, Lions Giants. It's a shame Toby Green obviously yeah. is not 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 around because that that would be even more even. But.
1: You've got to go Lions, surely, still at the Gabba. Yeah, definitely got to go Lions here, but um, good test for the Giants. No, again, we'll get to see really where they're at in, in conjunction of, or in comparison to the, the top end of town, as far as the Lions are playing very, very good football. If they sneak so, yeah, this uh, one, uh, well, that's the thing. Imagine well, they sneak it. Yeah, well, a massive win. If, if the Giants can win this, it's huge, huge, but uh, I can't see it happening uh, no. there, there this weekend at, uh, the Lions for me, mate. All of a sudden, it pushes them into the eight pretty seriously. The Giants, if they
0: were to win this, but I'll, I'll go the Lions. And then um, yeah. again, another game. Who knows what the couple head is I don't the, know, or what it'll look like? Who is it? cares? Well, there'll be no one at this They're game anyway. 10, but... This is the, this is the spoon game um, on the <laughs> Marvel Stadium <laughs> Battle of the Spoon. Um, you've got surely. Do you reckon North win this? Do we do we
1: run this? Is this? an opposite. Yeah, this is an opportunity. I just come back to, we, talk, we talked a bit about umpiring and, and whatnot. See, this is the type of game where you get the next run of umpires that are coming through to adjudicate this game. Don't get top-end AFL. Get get some guys from the VFL, see if they can handle this game because it's going to be VFL. In yeah, let's be honest. Um, North Melbourne could win this game. North Melbourne probably should I'm And I game. I actually want to tip North Melbourne because I really, after what St Kilda didn't well, whatever you, you want to call what was last week, was dismal. Whereas North Melbourne, so at least try. They just don't have the list at the moment. Although Robbie Tarrant's back, I think. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go North Melbourne.
0: I think, yeah, well, the Saints just don't seem like they want to win the game. I think that's the thing. They, no. they just don't seem like, well, from last week, it just doesn't seem like they want to win it. Uh, whereas North you know, seemed to have a little bit of heart, although they were pretty poor against Estonia. Yeah, they were okay, I guess, but for what they've got in the field. Yeah. But um, And then a game that's
1: being suspended.
0: Nah. So we won't talk about that, the Gold Coast. Um, so
1: both and both clubs are happy about it, let's be honest. Hawthorne and Gold Coast Suns are quite happy to have a week off because last week was horrible. Yeah, And the week before that was horrible. And the week before that was horrible. It's been a horrible year. They'd rather have two byes in a row, I think.
0: Yeah, Darwin... Uh, yeah, Darwin's not getting a game, so no, no game. So the game's being suspended, and then go. Okay, sorry, what were you we going to say?
1: Oh, it's just disappointing for the for the supporters up there. They they love uh, all the games that come up, so disappointing for for the crowd up in, in the territory. Oh, not, they froth over not getting this game, yeah,
0: they froth for it. But unfortunately, no,
1: just have to get drunk
0: at the pub. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And well, they just sit happy. They're not sitting in Victoria right now. And then um, uh, after the Eagles' bomb raise at Optus Stadium, you'd think surely the Eagles bounce back in a game that they probably should have won or gotten close to winning a bit better than they did um, last week against the Giants. Surely the Eagles bounce back and win at home. That's
1: what they do. They oh, win at home. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll, every time they play it, um, Optus Stadium, I'll, I'll tip them. This would so, be funny
0: if there was an upset, but no, I will. I'll probably go with. I'll go with the Eagles at this stage. It's Wednesday night. Yeah, he was in the States. Sunday, Richmond versus Adelaide. There's talk of this being moved to Sydney, uh, which would piss Hardwick right off. They finally, It's so funny how he complained about... I was thinking about this before, that they complained about Marvel, and then he wants to go back to the G, and they go back to the G, and now they might have to go to Sydney and play the damn game. But, um, I, yeah, you've got to go with Richmond, obviously. But, um, well, I don't think it matters where it gets played, regardless. Unless it goes to Adelaide, no. you,
1: you'd think... I don't you think yeah, well, I don't understand because then it's um, the massive game the following week um, in Melbourne. So I don't know mm. what the rationale about moving that game to Sydney would be because Adelaide have got by. And I say so Adelaide, Adelaide's at home, and and then you've got Esther and Richmond at the G. Like surely if they were going to move it anywhere, it would be moved to Adelaide.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, weird. I don't know. I to but be yeah, Rich,
1: Richmond anywhere. I don't, it doesn't matter where they play this game. I'm, I'm t- Sorry, I should have just
0: said that straight out. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I haven't, um, I haven't had time to read the articles. I saw them come out tonight around why it's been moved to Sydney, but I haven't had time to read them. But uh, it doesn't make any sense to me either. It seems really strange. Speaking of Sydney, there is a game in Sydney as well, um, the Swannies, the, the Blues. You'd think Swans, Swans, you know, to win against Freya over there, um, obviously they didn't in the end, but they got so close. Um, they're a very good side they'll they'll be Carlton surely Carlton uh, they'll smash Carlton you'd think this this could be a bit of a beating again this could be um, Sydney turning it up and and showing some prowess Uh, the Blues I I don't have any confidence in really at all let's be honest
1: but but, but Buddy's getting some form back I think Carlton uh, he's third best team as far as scoring against he loves Essendon Adelaide, and I think the Carlton Blues are the other team he likes to beat up on. So look out for a, another Buddy-esque experience um, in Sydney this weekend. Yeah, Sydney for me. And I think pretty comfortably, like 30 points.
0: You'd think so. And then Port, uh, Frio. Good game. I, you got to go. free. actually have an okay record over there. And at the moment, Port are a bit shaky. If Port play shaky, Frio are a real chance here. It's all going to come down yeah, especially
1: to accuracy. Like, well, that's it. Yeah, it? that's what I was thinking. So, that, yeah, if they can get some quick early scoreboard pressure uh, and continue to be more accurate or become more accurate in front of goal, yeah, they'll push Port Adelaide. But um, obviously, being at Adelaide Oval, I, oh, I will have to tip the power.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Just the yips um, can be contagious. So, if they can avoid that, the you know it'll be it'll go a long way for um, a long way for Freer to, to push them, but. You sure. think back at home, home crowd. You know they'll have to have a lot of um, pressure to win it. Um, so that is our our loose tips for round eleven because at the moment we don't know what's going to happen Who knows? with the Victorian nothing games. Could have, nothing. That, nothing could happen. Nothing could happen. It's possible, but mm. already, I mean, it is it is a genuine possibility if this keeps getting worse. We, as I said, we're Wednesday night, um, and more and more cases keep coming. The AFL will pull the trigger. So already. All the players in in Victoria are isolating. They're only allowed to go out for essentials. Um, so that's already happening.
1: Um,
0: I don't know whether the test results came back from the Bulldogs, but one yeah, of their yeah. s- it did. Yeah, okay. they,
1: they came. Yeah, came back. They're all clear, so they were able to train right. today. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, but now that Port Adelaide. So what's happening? So with the okay, so with the and North game was because that only was tonight? Where did that end up?
1: So they've got so and so they are all getting tested. Essendon are taking twenty-nine players over because they don't obviously know what will happen after they because they flew out tonight, right? Yeah, they flew out tonight, and well, obviously Hawthorne are not flying out anywhere. They were going to go tomorrow, and who's the other club? There was one other club. Carlton, I think Carlton fly out tomorrow, um, but they weren't obviously at that other game. But I think all the players for Essendon, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, Collinwood will all get tested. And then obviously all the players are self-isolating in Melbourne anyway. That's my understanding, but yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Essendon are taking 20, 29 over to WA just in case they have to be um, there an extra week or travel interstate, but not back to Melbourne. Well, and just as a precaution. It is, it is a distinct
0: possibility that if it keeps getting worse, that the Victorian teams will get moved um, into other states. So it'd be interesting to see where that hub would be if it, if it does eventuate. And what'll happen, um, round 11, it's still not a buy-around. Round 11, we've got... Um, sorry, not round 11, round 12. Um, Melbourne are meant to play Brisbane at TIO Stadium. That, that definitely could not happen. Uh, they might not let Melbourne in. Um, and there's multiple games in Melbourne. They've got um, St Kilda, Sydney. Um, Whether the New South Wales government will allow Sydney to go in and come back. That's the thing. There's it becomes all sorts of logistical problems. There's the Dreamtime match, obviously, at the G. Mm-hmm. Um, given how tight, even though sorry, it is it is a by Apologies. Um, the other thing too is so then West Coast have to come to Melbourne to play Carlton. Given how tight. So um, SA have already banned travel. You would think um, WA probably will follow. They're pretty stringent. Um, that game might not go ahead either where where it's currently scheduled because the WA government might not let the Eagles back in again. So there's all, there's all sorts of logistical issues um, that are upcoming in that following round two, which, again, it, it is a buy round, my mistake, but then um, regardless, the, the, the two buy rounds, there's, there's issues, oh, well, not so much round 13, not till Easter Monday, but anyway, who knows, that's a while away now. Um, anyway, so that, that is a, a bit of a summation of where we're at. Uh, obviously, it's very difficult for us to really go into the games. I don't think there's a lot of point going to the games too heavily because we simply don't know what's going to happen. Um, we'll have to wait till the following week and, and we can unpack it at that point. But um, yeah, absolutely. right now, it's, um, it is very, very difficult to know. So uh, yeah, all, all the best. Look after yourself if you are in Victoria, um, yeah, let's hope we're not heading for another uh, a rat lockdown scenario see, again although if it is, if it is, if if it has to happen, just do it, I think, is, is the is the, the um the general consensus about town from the people that you speak to that now let's not screw around for weeks again, let's actually do something about it now and, and get on top of it, I reckon. Um, so that is round 11. All the best. Take care. Hoppshome.com.au. You can check them out and get $25 off your first pack using the promo code ASL Deep Dive. Delicious way to drink fresh craft beer delivered to your door, contactless, Uh, uh All the best. That is our uh, thoughts on round 10, which is a bit of a weird round. Again, we tipped eight, so very predictable round. Um, pretty. Uh, some games are pretty nothing, I'll be honest. It wasn't really a lot yep. of... A lot of over and above conversation, but probably not um, so much kind of digging into the games again, like get to this point now. And it's so, so funny. Like everyone talks about how even it is. It's like, well, is it like, when you get to round 10 and you're tipping, if you're tipping at eight, 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 eight every week, basically it gets to the point where it's like, is it that even? I mean, I'm sorry. I, I guess every game. When there's
1: a hundred point win, that's not even. No, well, not no one gets like that. Well,
0: there were multiple big, big, big wins, wasn't there? Because we had... Um, in fact, the only real close—well, there are only two close games, or three close games. But I mean, ugh, the the Pies' poor game was—it uh, was close, but a completely horrible game.
1: Okay, good night. Sorry. <laughs> good night, guys. Goodbye. Exactly. See ya.